April 1887, Virginia Sarah held the curtain back as she watched Papa come up the walk toward the front door. When she didn't see that familiar conspiratorial smile he wore when he brought home news to her sisters that they were about to become mail-order brides, she let out a breath of relief. As soon as he opened the door, his exhausted gaze met hers. What's for supper? Ham and potatoes. When did you learn how to cook ham? Sarah glanced down. I didn't. One of the ladies from the church brought it over. I told you not to take handouts. I have my pride, you know. She forced a smile to try to ease his mood that was obviously pretty sour at the moment. I picked up some chocolate for later. He narrowed his eyes. Chocolate's expensive. The growling tone of his voice made her insides churn. The backs of Sarah's eyes burned, but she willed herself not to cry. I know, but it's not like we have it every night. Without another word, John Hollister headed back to his room as he did every evening after work. Sarah knew he'd be back out in just a few minutes, expecting his dinner to be on the table and ready to eat. Papa's moods had grown progressively worse. Gone were the days when he came home with a smile and a story from his day at work. She hastily scooped food onto plates and set them down. By the time she had the forks and knives in place, he appeared, shaking his head as he did so often lately. I don't know how we're going to make it, Sarah. Folks are losing their jobs, and I think I might be in the next round. He grimaced as he adjusted his position in the chair. I'm getting too old to be doing the job, so I can't expect them to keep me around much longer. You're not old, Papa. Sarah tried to keep the lilt in her voice, but she knew she wasn't successful. All her life, she'd been the happy sister and rarely worried about anything. But times were different now. She realized the dire straits they were in, and it was impossible to pretend any longer. You might not think so, but I am. He took a bite of his ham, chewed, and swallowed, before leveling her with one of his steely gazes. I don't know what it is about you that has the men looking elsewhere, but unless you find a man soon, I'm afraid we'll have to find you some paid work, and you know how difficult that can be in this town. I love children. Maybe I can do what Mary did. Papa waved his free hand around. Then by all means, do it. What is stopping you? Sarah sighed. She had tried to get a job watching children as Mary had before she was sent off to marry Lester Packard in Colorado. But when asked about her experience, all she could talk about was the limited amount of time she'd spent with her nephew, Lenora's son, Andrew. And that was never enough, since all of the other people competing for the job were much more experienced. I'm afraid that if we don't find a way for more money to come into the household— we will wind up. Papa shook his head as he gave her the most pitiful look she'd ever seen on his face. He stood up, threw his napkin down on the table, and walked back into his room. 
Sarah felt a huge burden swelling in her chest. Papa had tried so hard for so long to make ends meet, but as time went on, his pay kept getting lower, but their expenses continued to rise. She would have done anything to make things better for him, but she had no idea what to do, except try again to find a job. The next day, she walked from one business to another, begging for work, but no one was willing to take a chance on hiring her. She'd never felt so hopeless in her life. Golden, Colorado Marvin had just gotten back from the general store he owned when his brother Oliver rode up on his horse. Marvin glanced up and grinned, but the serious look on Oliver's face let him know whatever he'd come to talk about was no laughing matter.